Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Hey, I'm Coach Cooper, and you're listening to The Boys on Missing Curfews. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm in the mountains. Scotty Upshaw. How are you, Mr. O'Brien? Aspen Updog. What's up, buddy? Look Aspen at the, baby. Look at those. What are those? What are those headphones? Those headphones are nice. New headphones, Obes. I got these puppies in the airport, actually, when we came back from Nashville. Uh, you know when you miss, like, an AirPod? Oh. And you're like, I got to get these. There's no chance I'm going to be able to, to make it through this flight with no <laughs> headphones. So. No. I stepped up. I got these puppies. Uh, little did I know they'd be working on this uh, on this podcast, looking sharp. So it's nice to be here. It's a little chilly, bud. It's a little chilly up here. I got to say, I, my lips and my cheeks were a little yeah. frostbitten yesterday how's, coming down that hill. How's the skin holding up? It's dry there. You got to get the moisturizer out for yeah. Not just know, whack, I mean, not just whack it off, but fucking for your face too. No, I know there's not <laughs> enough coconut oil up here to just keep my skis running as, smooth. As Loop says, break out the Jergens, eh? Break out the Jergens. Break out the Jergens. No, I've been just crushing this Mountain Valley water. You know, shout out to these guys. It's some solid stuff. Oh, uh, free Adler, uh, little free Adler. You gotta keep, you gotta keep the moisturizer on the on the lips, bud. Hey, how many AirPods, speaking of AirPods, do you think you've lost in your career? A lot. You know what's funny is this morning <laughs> I was searching for this one single AirPod all over downtown today. I went to the rec center where I had Izzy swimming yesterday, which was an adventure. I, I thought I left it there and then went down to the gondola at the bottom of the hill and was just literally searching around with my phone. I could see it on my find, find my iPhone. And uh, lo and behold, go to the little find my uh Go to a little lost and found desk obes at the ticket counter there at the gondola. And I in walk in in walk in and the lady's like, Can I help you? I'm like, looking for that little AirPod. Is there lost and found? She said, Yeah, over here. <laughs> sure enough, found it. So I'm back. But obes, I've probably been through about I'd say eight pairs. Yeah, me too. And I, that's like finding a needle in a haystack that you found that fucking thing in Aspen, the white with the white snow. Yeah. Good find. I'll tell you what, up here. I've lost so many AirPods, but the fucking old rankety pair that I have that has the string on it still or whatever, the wire, I couldn't lose those fucking things if I tried. Like, you know, obviously because they're attached to your phone, right? And those are- Yeah, and they got the string. And you're, you're right. When you ski, uh, they're better to ski with the one with the wire, right? Because they fall out of your ear on the mountain, you're fucking in one, so- you're in one, yeah. Have yeah. you got some good? Is that what you use? That's what you use when you uh, when you walk, right? The little. I use the, the AirPods. The wire? I use the AirPods when I walk. All right, all right, but I lost my AirPods in one of the one of the fellow tours. I think it was Vegas. I came back and I was using the wires on my walk forever. I had it tucked under the shirt with the thing, and it get caught in my fucking pocket. And I'm like, I gotta. So I went into Apple. I bought two pairs of AirPods just because I know I'm. I bought a backup pair ups just because I know. I know. Smart man. 
Have you got some good runs in? How's Mac L doing up there? Is he flying? He's flying. Oh, he took me down a couple of runs yesterday. He was buzzing. Um, he was buzzing, but he's working hard. You know, he's building this building this thing here. But you know, the snow the snow was good yesterday. Little we had a little snow day Monday night. Yesterday was uh, was a good pack day, and then uh, we're expecting some snow here tomorrow. So I think I'm going to stick around. Um, have you seen Loops on the skis yet? Because he's a snowboarder, and he's is he any good? I have not seen him on the skis, but he said his quads were burning <laughs> last bet. week. He went out two days in a row, and you know him. He's not going to let like anyone fly down the hill faster than him, yeah. no matter what he's on. Uh, but he said his groins <laughs> and his legs were absolutely barking. I saw him this morning for a quick run. I went. I went in. Uh, I had Christina on the hill today. She was, you know, buzzing down. Um, and then Loops met up. He's headed to Tulum this week. He fucking tough life. For He's this headed to fucking... a music festival in Tulum. He's got Rufus Del Sol two nights. Bob Moses. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you I'm know what? Like, I, got invi- I got invited. I got invited. I got invited on that same trip last week with uh, with your with Stacy and Tommy. Um, they had two extra tickets, and I almost went, but I was just like, I can't force another trip like that. But Bob Moses and Rufus Del Sol in Tulum would be fucking national league ups. I hear. You. Have you ever been to Tulum? Moses? Never been. Yeah, it's a, it's a time. I bet. I came back with a, with a headache, um, a couple beads around my neck, and some uh, dream catchers. How much fucking money this loop will make, by the way? The guy doesn't work. He just fucking goes around <laughs> spending money. What's his portfolio looking like right now? I don't know. What's his, is, he not, out, is he holding out? Is he holding out? a lot of real estate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, shit, I mean... By the looks of it, he's doing he's doing all right. Yeah, I'm just saying, did he get did he have some investments that he fucking held out on the boys that he hit a couple home runs or what? Because he's he's living life. So uh Aspen Up Dog. Newport Beach Country Club. Shout out to Todd Pickup, Joe Moody. They had the whole classic there this weekend. Um I went over and watched the old boys hit some balls Wednesday. My boy Mike Igling from Tampa hooked me up with some passes. Freddie, Ernie, Furick, Miguel Hamel Jimenez. Darren Clark, just a bunch <laughs> of fucking beauties, man. It was great to just see the old boys up, dog. It absolutely was. You know who I saw, Obi, on uh, Saturday? I was cruising around with Billy Quinn and his, and his beautiful wife, Stacy. was uh, Rocco Mediate. Yeah, yeah. Smoke, was he smoking a cigar? I saw him, too. He had a stogie on 10 green. Okay, he hits the green in two. He comes up. He's got the long putter. He's, he putts it like Deshambo, actually. Oh, that no. straight arm, long putter. It's a tough look. But anyway, what wasn't tough was his outfit. His outfit he was on, sick. He had on these black, like Lululemon joggers. He had the sickest pair of Nike Air Jordans on, like high tops. And then he had this camo gray and black hoodie that was like a sick vest. It was chilly, by the way, Saturday. You had a t-shirt on when I saw you. No, I had a fucking long sleeve little Nike. Did you have the long sleeve on? I was actually cold. It was cold Saturday. Like I we was out, fucking if you were in the sunshine though. there. Oh, I was hot. How, how'd you like to hit that shot on 17 in that wind? I would have hit just a little knockdowner. Hey, I would have taken it, but it was fucking <laughs> yeah, six, did, six yeah. iron and just knocked Into her down. Into the fucking grandstands. <laughs> <laughs> I would have rather <laughs> off the back grandstand, 100%. No, it was yeah, playing it was hard, a man. Tight that, around the green. that course, when they get her firm and fast like that with the Kikui up dog, it's dicey. Those guys can still hit it. Goosen wanted at like 12 under, 13 under. But hey, I saw Rocco on Sunday. I went over on Sunday, had a nice swim and a nice walk in the morning, went over, and Rocco had the same kind of outfit on, but blue with sick like track pants on with a sick vest and a stogie. And I was like, Rocco, that's good living out there. 
hundred percent. I don't want to wear anything else when I golf. No, I'm sick of this golf shirt type mentality. I think that everyone's got to loosen this up. Just take a page out of Rocco Media's book. Tarps off, eh, Ups? Tarps off. We need, a golf, balls we need a good golf trip coming up, me and you. So we're going to get that dialed in. But listen, so I, I go to the range on Wednesday, and there's old Fluff carrying Jim Furyk's bag still. This guy's 72 up, dog. He looks like he could fucking go at any moment here. The bag's bigger <laughs> than him. He better I, keep moving, eh? <laughs> I start throwing, dirt, start on throwing him. dirt on him. <laughs> I go, I wanted to yell at Jim Furyk, be like, hey, get Fluff a lighter bag. Like, you don't need your tour bag on the, on the Champions Tour. Get him a little pencil bag. But anyways, he had the high tops on, Nike's. They weren't Air Jordans up, dog. They were like fucking Costco Nike high tops. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. And I go to my buddy Mikey. I go, dude, Fluff's still carrying the bag. He goes, dude, listen to this stat. Fluff has carried the bag and walked so many steps that it's three times around the world, Uppy. He's walked three times around the world carrying a fucking golf bag. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's it's on some flat surface, not up a fucking mountain. Oh, man. I was oh, like, I, I, I look at my buddy Mikey. I go, are you fucking with me, bro? He goes, no, man. And I don't know, Max, if you could pull up real quick how many steps it is around the world. or my, I don't know what it would be. But, like, dude, that's what he said. I'm like, you're pulling my leg. How old was Fluff when he had Tiger? Was he in his 50s? Oh, fuck no. Fluff 50s. was like, Fluff, Fluff's 72 now. Maybe. Yeah, he so had, he was, if, if Tiger was 20, carrying, you know, and Fluff was carrying his like that's 20, let's say 23, 24 years. I mean, yeah, he had to have been, if he's 70 something now, 72 carrying Tiger. Maxi, how many is it, fella? It's like 20 million steps. 20 million <laughs> steps one time around the world? That's one time. Fuck, that's a lot of steps. I don't know. Maybe maybe Mikey was fucking with me, but I, I was what like, "What did the Apple Watch say there?" I said, "That's what I said." I said, "Get an Apple Watch bed. on." Fl- <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. How's the back feeling, Fluff? He's just like you talk about bad posture, up dog. Like I got, I don't have the best posture. Fluff was like this, like yeah. just from carrying it, right? Like he needs you a need bo- a personal just tugger to with him with him all the time. <laughs> I was gonna give him yeah. Fluff. I need my putter. Yeah, he's getting a tugger in the back there. He's carried he's carried the bag for forty eight years. <laughs> the boys better be giving some tuggers on the on the road for sure. But uh, um, Retief Goosen won it up. It was a great event. Whole classic Balboa Bay Club, Newport Beach Country Club, Todd Pickup, first class all the way. Uh, Updog Players Week, fella. I've been watching live at the players the last couple of days. Um, have you ever played Sawgrass? I have never, but Stephen Weiss uh, in Florida used to go up and play it all the time. It was a little far for uh, a little trek to get up there. Yeah, from, Jacksonville, from South Florida. Yeah, yeah, a little trek, but I mean, uh, what a tournament! Exciting time. It's always after the Arnold Palmer Invitational too, so the guys are always fired up out east. Um, who do you like, Bud? Who do you like this week? Listen to this, buddy. I'm going home. For, I'm going home field advantage. A guy I don't even really like. I think I believe I chirped him to you when we were in Scottsdale at the Waste Management. But I got Billy Horschel, Florida Gator, Florida guy, I believe. Played well last week at Bay Hill. Played second at Bay Hill, yeah. He's going off. I got him. I put down 1,000 to win 40,000 on my DraftKings app. So that's the guy I'm going with. I'm not going to go with anybody else, I don't think, right now. Um, The thing about this course is there's never been – for you people out there that are thinking about going on DraftKings, there's never been back-to-back winners ever. So Justin Thomas is defending champ. Um, this course keeps everyone in there. I think Webb Simpson's a dark horse. I think that guy Tom Hoagie or whatever, H-O-G-E is a, a, a dark horse. Oh, Hoagie. Hoagie. Hoagie's and grinders. Hoagie's and oh, grinders. Um, who do you like, Updog? I'm looking at the DraftKings app as I speak to you here, fella. Uh, 
I don't know how you don't take, you know, these bets, the top 10 finish bets are just, for me, it's gold. I mean, if we want to speak about a winner, I mean, it's hard to not think that Cantley's, you know, his game is just so damn good. I mean, yeah. the stats on him, like not making bogey after, I think he went like 16, 17 rounds, no bogeys at one point in the last like year. Like he's, this guy's just solid from, from everywhere. He's so good, um, but so boring. He's plus 2000 to win. Wow. But like he's plus 225 to come top 10. I mean, that's just like a, that's not even a shot in the dark. That's just free money, I think. Yeah, that's free it's, money. It's a me. great point by you. And speaking of top 10s, if people out there want to get relaxed on the DraftKings, is I guess John Rom at this age has a better, this is hard to believe, Uppy, and maybe I'm fucking throwing out fake news again here, but has a better <laughs> top 10 percentage than Tiger did at the same age. So John Rom is a top 10 making machine. So people moving forward, and up dog, yeah. Sergio Garcia, I'm going to probably put some cheddar on him. He, he always plays well. I might do a top 10 or a top 25 on Sergio. He's won it. He's a ball striker. And you don't have to be a bomber at this course up. So you, you, as no, long as you, you fucking hit the fairways. Tony Finau plus 700 to be in the top 10. Yeah. Ian Poulter plus 1,000. Poulter, you should have seen the pants, the trousers he on last week at Bay Hill. Fuck, they were nice. Buddy, I think I'm going to get Ian Poulter on the pod. This guy's been... <laughs> I got an avenue to this guy. Is this com- is, is this confirmed or more fake news? We're throwing out, no, no, no. We're throwing out fake news all every day here, fellas. I, don't, I told him I might come see him at the Masters, but if, if, if that's the case, he's got to come on the pod. I would love to have Ian Poulter on the pod. You would, he right? had a pair. Right. He had these fucking trousers on last week at Bay not Hill. No, they were just plaid, but they were perfectly tailored, and they were just, I'm not a big plaid pant-wearing guy, but they were naturally for him. Brooks Kepka plus four fifty for a top ten plus thirty five hundred to win. Your boy Sergio's plus four thousand to win this fucker. I might. I don't know if he's gonna win ups. What is he to put in, finish top ten? Do you have it handy there? Or I might I take sure him do. for a top t- ten is plus four hundred. You know, hundred bucks wins four hundred. Yeah, so thousand wins four thousand. Hey, we're going National League bets here, bud. But hey, we gamble <laughs> responsibly. And up dog, it's crazy. Like I was watching live at the Masters, and this is great for DraftKings because they talked about DraftKings on there too. Um, how gambling is betting is now legal with with the PGA Tour, right? Like they're gonna really do like you, where you can bet on every shot, and like it, it's it's really gonna start involving the game. So it, it was cool to hear, um, not the commissioner, but the head of like media for the PGA Tour talking about how betting is gonna be more, and it should be. Everyone plays golf for money. Every, when's the last time you played golf not for money? When you were fucking twelve or what? Like you know, hundred yeah, hundred percent. And it's an arms race. Wait till like California opens up. I'll show all the degenerates down here that love to just throw money on the Dodgers game, like Binger back there. And uh, Binger, you know, Binger's, you know what else? Binger's heartbroken about the lockout strike, whatever that is. I know, Binger. Don't worry about it. We, me, and Obi had two lockouts, but full years. We didn't know hey, what to do with ourselves. Can you see Binger's shirt? By the way, it's fucking nationally. Can you see this thing? Is it the Dodgy? Look at that. It's a. It's it's speakers. I think, or what is it? It's a. It's a bunch of old school radios and speakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's our. That's why he's our producer. I called Fuck, bigger this. All the- I, I called bigger this week. Eh, right, right to voicemail. I'm like, guy, he's getting baked. Eh, Take, text me back like about <laughs> the next day. He's like, "Fuck, oh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> so sorry." What were you hey, saying? Binger, thank you. I gotta say, Binger, thank you. You picked up my car from the airport the other day. I was going there with Riley, my dog, and there was no chance I had time to go anywhere else but to the fucking valet. And our boy Binger picked it up yesterday for me. <laughs> Is that why it's still in the so parking lot you. here? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll be there for a week. <laughs> um, what were we talking about there? I got, got cut off track. What were we were talking about? Oh, uh, DraftKings. And you know what else I was going to say? Oh, about golf DraftKings? betting. Golf oh, betting. By the way, the sports betting app for DraftKings 
it is so more dominant and easy to use than any other than any other sports betting platform. And I don't just say this because they're a sponsor. No, it's clean, I was, bro. I was at dinner last night with with my you know my buddy Matt and another guy, and uh, we just started getting in on like the pen gaming or barstool um, platform. It sucks. The live betting sucks. Like the you can't bet top ten finishes on the PJ brutal DraftKings app everything streamlined. So hey, I'm just throwing it out there. we're gonna cut that clip. You're gonna put that on your own social media and tag Dave Portnoy and see if we can get Portnoy to come on and fucking go toe to toe about that. Because that would be unbelievable to hear you and Portnoy go toe to toe about that. But I'm with you, up dog. The DraftKings app is so clean and it's just smooth and easy to bet. Like I remember in Tennessee, like how quickly you got your bets in during the game. Like you were like Bing, 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 Bing. Like yeah, not a lot of apps. Yeah, yeah. So. You gotta get that. Um, real quick to finish up golf. So Sergio, Billy Horschel, come on, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby. Updog, you played golf with uh, Trevor Zegras. This fucking kid's everywhere. He's giving me the finger from my locker. You should have told him to clean it. You should have said, hey, Rook, clean out O'Brien's locker there. Make it look a little more neat and tidy. But uh, how's his game? He's, he seems like a fuck. He's a beauty, obviously. Yeah, uh, you got a nice looking stall there, but it's pretty tight. You got <laughs> the cigars tight. there. Oh, I got blue, good. White, black tarps, oh, coffee yeah. mugs. There's you, lots you of cigars a- in there. Listen, the kid is awesome. Um, Getsy had a couple of the boys out to play early in the morning. We couldn't make it. So anyway, I text Siegs and he brought out that Sam, uh, Sam Steele, good kid. And we, uh, listen, he has a whooping draw, like a young up dog. <laughs> I, I'm like, if you want to play he hit this, as, game, he can't but, hit as far as you at that age. You were no, bombing. He doesn't hit no. it as far as me, but you know, the draw, like when you and I first started playing golf together, Obi, it was all about just like how far you can kind of hit it. But yeah. It's just so, so now I'm like, buddy, you got to learn to play this little cut and your game's going to be way better. Yeah, you're gonna and make lots of. Ch- he was telling stories. He was, you know, he was showing me what he's got going on his phone because you know, we get along. Yeah, we, yeah. See, we see eye to eye and that sort of stuff. Is, is he single? Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's single. Yeah. Fucking right. It's it's refreshing. Stay single, kid. You got the world by the balls. If I play golf with them, that's the first thing I'm gonna say. Hey, jump in this cart, kid. I'll tell you something. Don't act, don't get fucking married till you're at least 30. All right. You got the world by the short and curly. You're good looking. You're a stud on the ice. The you camera flow. The camera loves you. You got a great sense of humor. I mean, with Instagram now, come on, man. This guy should yeah, be putting up, he should be putting up better numbers off the ice than he is on the ice. And he's putting up some good rookie numbers. Yeah, he absolutely is. And and even Getsy came to play like nine holes with us and was like, this is a good kid up dog. Like he, he gets it. He gets yeah. along well with the older guys. He's always in a good mood. He can take criticism, but um, you know, he's, he's, he's wiser than his years for such a young kid at like 20, man. He, he, he gets it. He gets the game. He gets off ice. He's building his brand. He's doing everything, you know, everything he can as a, as a tool. And, you know, Anaheim needs a kid like that. I mean, Anaheim. A kid that they can market around. Yeah, they're so lucky they have him. And listen, the marketing team for the Ducks, they do pretty good jobs. Like, the, what's the camera guy's name that helped us out a little bit? We, we bumped hey. into him. Kevin. Great kid. They do some cool stuff behind the scenes for the Ducks and ask some questions and getting to know the players. So, I mean, the Ducks at a home run with this kid on the ice, but I'm talking more off the ice. They got a, they got a guy that they can build so much around. Yeah, Where, where's absolutely. He, I think he, we got to get him in. We got to get him into Big Canyon. I'm like, when you get your eight-year ticky, me and Obes will get you in here. Yeah, Don't yeah. Don't worry about it. Where does he like? Our number one thing we do. Does he like to mix it in Newport? Did he tell you where he's doing some damage? Or you don't even probably have to go out anymore. You just go on Instagram and they probably come right to your house, eh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't even think he's of age yet to go out. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Like, I think he's twenty. <laughs> it's like. It's like 
Hey, so where you've been going out? He's like, well, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm underage still. I'm He's like, like I've just been dominating the Raya app up dog, just dominating the Raya app. So you'd probably get away using my ID. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. You probably, probably could. He probably could. Yeah. So 100%. Z good on you. Big Canyon. That's good living. That'll motivate him up. to keep working hard to get in there. 100%. Right. Boy, did he love the greens. We got good greens. <clears> at the greens game. are smoking. He's like, I hate playing all these courses or, and I, I hardly golf because all the, you know, strawberry farms. Yeah. Just the green stock. Tell I listen, say, like, kid, you, you don't have to worry about strawberry farms anymore. Hey, we got you. You're national yeah. leaguer. We got you. <laughs> um, speaking of guys that wouldn't have a hard time getting into Big Canyon paying the initiation, here we go. Aaron Rodgers, this guy's like, uh, I like him, but he's been like a hot chick that you got. Like, he just wants attention, seems like, right? Well, he got his deal. Yeah, he, four four yeah. years, 200 bananas. He's 38 or 39, up dog. Um, that's crazy. Good for him, reigning MVP. And then this one was awesome. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Flowers has been saying, you know, Flowers says like fact, fact, guarantee, thousand percent. Wilson comes the. F- I go, he ain't going the birds. You want to know why? Because he doesn't want to live in that shithole you call home, Philadelphia. <laughs> he ain't fucking. Sh- what's this girl's name? Shakira. She ain't fucking going there. Ups. <laughs> Shakira. No, what's her name? What's her name? Sierra. Sierra, yeah, whatever yeah. her name Sierra, is. Sierra, either Shakira. way, her, I saw her. She got an ass like Shakira. I, I was gonna say either way, her hips don't lie. I saw her at fucking <laughs> McKenna working out. Her hips don't lie, up dog. Anyways, I'm happy I touched flowers today. No way Wilson's going to uh, to, to the Eagles. So good for the Broncos. So, ups. Yeah, good, great for the Broncos. Your hometown team. I never never seen a spot at the Mile High Stadium there, but I'm sure pretty good games. Who was Babe, Peyton Manning was the quarterback? When he yeah, there, wasn't he? Yeah, me and PA went to a playoff game there. Fuck, we were cold. They have great fans. It's a great experience. Great fans, it's yeah. cold though, but at the Mile High Stadium, Broncos fans are. It's a it's a football city. I mean, they, they obviously the Avs now they they support and when the Rockies are good, but it's it's a football town, man. When the Broncos are good, that place is rocking. So it'll be fun to watch. Yes. And and then the Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, yeah, staying with the green and yellow, staying at Lambeau. Yeah, that was the plan. I mean, with all the shit that went on this year, with people just chirping him and this and that, and is does he care? And does he show up in the playoffs? And well, they're fucking keeping him. He ain't going anywhere. No and money talks. So the Green Bay Packers knows how valuable he is. <laughs> I know? thought he was going to get like a one year, maybe two year deal though. Four years. I'm like, wow, that's 157 guaranteed. How's that? I bananas. say you get his number and try to sell him a lot through Discovery. He's got to already have a lot. He's already got. <laughs> oh, he's got it all. I yeah. think he's but got I just like. I just Troubadour. like it how he's so many haters, you know. But fuck, would they just bend over to have him on their team? Yeah, yeah. No, I love. No. I love watching him play. I love him. 100%. I love. I love everything about him. I didn't like how you know last year he was in the media all summer, and then we we're. I'm like, are we going to do this again? So I'm glad he signed. Because I didn't want to like people keep talking about him, where he's going, and 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 he deserves to stay in Green Bay, and that's an unbelievable ticket. And speaking about good tickets here, our boy Binger's crushed about the lockout. Uh, listen up, if they don't play baseball, we we should have this agent, Bobby Bonilla, will make one point one nine million this year, and he will make that until two thousand thirty five. How <laughs> would how would retirement be if you were guaranteed one point one nine coming in? I wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. I'll tell you that. I, hey, I, was, I hear you. The, the Mets just still paying this guy $1.19 million every July 1. July 1. Okay, candidate. How the, candidate. How would the parties be at old Lupul's old shack if every 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 summer you're like, I got this one, boys. I got the kegs. Well, listen, retirement. I tell this about people all the time when I first retired. How's retirement? I said, it's awesome. Besides that, I miss the paychecks. If you were still getting a million dollars, 1.2 every year, It'd take a little bit of the sting away, wouldn't it? Up, so not, you know, 
it's it's nuts. I'm I'm trying to like, and I've been looking this up all day. It's really hard to understand how that deal felt like from yeah. 2011 to 2035 million two basically every year. And it says instead of paying them six million bucks at the time, they agreed to just annual payments of nearly 1.2 million for 25 years, including a negotiated eight percent interest. It's like well, that doesn't even make fucking sense to me. It's great for the player though, no. Right, obviously. Defer that. Defer that. Yeah. Yeah. I should have deferred a little bit more. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) I should have deferred a little bit more. He's gonna get paid till he's seventy-two. He's he's gonna be a fluff sage. Him and Fluffer paid walk all those miles and getting those fluffers. I guarantee you, Bobby Bonini ain't walking. He's probably got the sickest golf cart you've ever seen. I mean, he probably made in his career fifty. Who knows? And now he's on top of that. He gets a million bucks every year just to. Spend. I mean, I don't know. PJ. PJ told me that. I shout out to the big guy, Bobby Bonilla Day, July one. I couldn't believe it. So, um, up dog. Our first segment is it brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. It's just called Milestones, baby. There's been some milestones this week. Some guys doing some career milestones, hitting some milestones throughout the season already, which some of them are already crazy. But first of all, Peter DeBoer. I got to meet him at Fact Daddy Stanley Cup party. Five hundred career wins. Just a good coach. I played junior against this guy. I played against him in the NHL. Got to talk to him, like I said, at Fact Daddy's Stanley Cup party. Just a good dude. And that's that's a lot of wins up, dog. Did you play? So he coached Kitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. He so, tried so to, Bertuzzo, he, he tried to trade for, me. for him. Yeah, he tried to. Tra- I got traded my, my last year from Kingston, who were in last place, to St. Mike's, who was doing pretty good. But Kitchener was the best team in the league. And I saw DeBoer at, at Factors thing, like I said, and he's like, dude, I tried to get you. And I think they ended up winning the Memorial Cup that year. So yeah, he had Mike good, Richards probably. Good thing the they didn't trade for me because I probably would have fucked that up on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, Obi? You, you talk about you talk about coaches who, you know, our generation, these coaches that have kind of, you know, tiptoed around the league um, and had success everywhere they went. Like I, I had him in New Jersey. They beat us in seven games. He went to the finals. He goes to San Jose. He beats us in the conference finals when we're with St. Louis, brings that team to the finals, loses again, does the same thing, you know, with the Vegas Golden Knights. But basically, you know, huge success there. So, yes, does he have good teams? Yes. Does he have Hall of Fame players playing for him? Yeah, he had the Thorntons. He had Marty Brodeur. Um, but this guy's just he, – he's he's won every, everywhere he's went, and guys love him. Um, you know, that that's what I think – Guys like us take away from it, right? Like, what do players to say about him? Yeah, exactly. You know, what, are they, what, is the, what is the guys that we like to shoot the shit with and have beers with? What do they say about this coach? Exactly. And most of them would probably tell you Peter DeBoer is a good guy, great guy. Yeah. So, you know, congrats to him. 500 wins is no joke in the NHL. No, that's, that's legit. That's a huge thing. And I'll be, let's stay with Vegas here. Like, you know, I watched them play the other night, and they call it the Misfit, the Misfits line or the expansion light of a line of Carlson, Riley Smith, who I thought was going to get traded, but doesn't look like he is, and Marcia Saul. But the chemistry they had up, like I watched the game, they made a couple great plays that only guys that have been together that long, but I'm talking more about on the bench, man. Like they're always talking. You can see like when they show the bench, hey, like how important is that for a forward? It's huge, right? Yeah, no no question. These guys are playoff guys to me. They're, they're, team, they're guys that they've showed up in the playoffs. When the team needs some sort of spark, they're the line that kind of gets them going. 82 games is tough, man. And, and when yeah. coaches often break up the lines and throw them all in a blender, so to speak, and then, you know, all of a sudden trying to recreate the English language with different lines, it's <laughs> you know, sometimes it never works. But 
you, you, you always fall back to the guys that you want to lean on. And those three guys to me are the team. They're going to be the guys that got to start scoring goals for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're the guys that got to lead the power play with Mark Stone out and a new face like Jack Eichel in the lineup. These guys got to be the ones that kind of, you know, toe the rope. They got to be the guys like putting their face in the fight and, and saying, follow me. I got this because, you know, I had the Las Vegas Golden Knights basically go all the way too. They're, they're a team that are kind of underachieving right now. And the Edmonton Oilers are, the good thing they're stinking up the joint because I got well, a couple bets with some buddies back home that I'm I'm heavily like worried about right now. But no, well, hey, listen, I fuck the way Edmonton played last night. I mean, they're so banged. Oh, they, they're so banged they're, up too. They're banged up and they just can't. You know, they don't get their goaltending and it's yeah, yeah, and, it's, and a, it's a two guy. Show. I want to stay on Vegas. One last thing about you because I do have it written down here. Updog, are you worried? It doesn't look like either we're going to be able to go to Nobu and just split the dinner. So we're still going to go to Nobu, but we're just put it on missing curfew because Calgary's going to win the Pacific. The Kings, I keep waiting for them to fall off. I don't think they're going to Updog, but are you worried about Vegas? They can't score any fucking goals. Carlson hasn't scored in like nine games. Theodore, who's an offensive defense, hasn't scored in nine or ten games. There's one other guy that hadn't scored in a long time too. And, and Uppy, they can't stay healthy, bro. Are, are you worried a little bit? I don't mind the injuries now. We yeah. still got two months, right? So, so you still get, you get these, get these injuries over with, get guys back fresh. I think, and we spoke about this earlier. I think they need a defenseman. They need a guy that's going to help this power play. And to me, Klingberg, if they can squeeze this guy in the lineup and they can move Petro off the first line power play and have Jack Eichel getting one tease in that basically that Tyler Sagan spot. If if that's sort of the the triangle that they can work, Klingberg, Klingberg can walk the line and get shots through and he he's patient, but he gives good passes. Yeah. There's something I've always said about about you know my boy Petro just on uh, on the power play. Great Hall of Fame player. Power play, just, you know, I don't know if he's the reason, but the, the Las Vegas Golden Knights need a D-man to quarterback that power play, and I think a guy like Klimber would be perfect. 100%. And Petro's a he's a, he's a second-unit he's a second unit guy, in my opinion. He always has been. He's a great defenseman, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's ever going to be the guy on the top power play unit, top five power play unit in the league. And Klingberg, you know, for sure, up, Doug, I like the sounds of that. And for me, and you're right, great, great point by you, because if you're going to get banged up, this is the time of year with 21 games left, but... I just want to see them healthy. I, I want to see the reason I was excited they got Eichel was because I thought they're going to be have Stone and Pacioretty and Smith and Carlson and Marshall all, all together. If there's no Stone and if Pacioretty can't stay healthy and Alex Martinez has been hurt, I mean, I, I just hope they get healthy so we can see what they got there in, in Vegas. And plus, I want to go to a couple playoff games with you there. So, um, congrats to Rick Nash, Nasher, uh, much like Pekka, well, the same as Pekka. Uh, first Columbus Blue Jackets to get 61 retired in the rafters. My only question is, is where was your fucking invite up, Doug? One of the greatest Columbus Blue Jackets in the history you didn't get invited. I don't care. Hey, yeah, you know, you know when they write you at the end of the year and say put your summer address in there? I was not giving them any real address that I had. There's no chance I wanted to get anything in the mail from the Columbus Blue Jackets. You gave so. them your Kamloops fucking address. No, eh, so listen, that? Nasher, congrats. Um, you know, shit, I think back in my time when I first met Nash, he and I were... We were candidates for for CHL Rookie of the Year, which I got him on, no big deal. Um, and then <laughs> and then and then we play World Juniors together, and you know we have great success there. And you know watching him go first overall in my draft, and and having such a great career, and having a chance to play with him only for a cup of coffee, but was, you know, he, he's a world class player, one of the best goal scorers of our of my generation. Um, a guy that that played hard in front of the net, got all his goals in the paint, played hurt. 
um, won a gold medal with Canada and was on that line with our boy Getsy and, and Jamie Ben that were just absolutely shredding up the Canadian Olympics in Vancouver, Obi. So, yeah, you know, what, what a successful, uh, you know, to top it off, he got to go to New York and play in front of, you know, MSG and then go to Boston and play in front of great fans there. So, um, you know, I give him my best. He's going to be, he'll be successful in whatever he does after yeah. hockey. Um, you know what? Whether he's in the front office somewhere or whatever, but he, he's, he's hockey bled through and through. Yeah. And you know what? Up, he actually, he works for Columbus already in the management thing. And as a player, I got down here just big, long. He was long and could finish. Like if he got a half a step on you around the net and used that length, you, there's nothing you could really do. Uh, and great guy, great guy. And uh, it's good for Columbus, just like it was for Nashville. These organizations, you know, it's starting to build history, and, and that's good for both of them. So, and by the way, I guess Commodore has been in Columbus still all weekend. He's just been, as he would say, in one. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I'm still in Columbus. I got to get the fuck out of there. I'm like, get out of there, Commodore. So he's been tying one on. Nasher, congratulations. Updog. Austin Matthews last night cost me, fuck, I took the Columbus Blue Jackets as an underdog. Fucking stupid. He got 40 goals already. It's crazy this, you know, 40 goal mark already. Missed Mike, almost 10 games to start the season off, too. I know, crazy. man. Is he, is he the best goal scorer already in Leafs history? Like the best just pure goal scorer? Yes. Yeah. He 100% is. And I, I say that as a guy that used to score goals. I, I, I don't know what, you know, criteria I, I have to judge on this, but he is definitely the most dynamic. Three 40 goal seasons in his first six years in the, in the league. If we go back, I have Maxi picking at, like I picked up, uh, even with him hurt, I said he would win the Rocket Richard to start the season off. Fuck, so, he's, he's going to. He is going to. What is he up? He's up three he's goals. Got 40, on, uh, he's got 40. Drysdale's got 38. And somehow this Chris Kreider. Kreider's got 37. This Kreider's a good player. He's got 38. He's got to shave that fucking goatee up, dog. It is oh, fucking it's cool. It's guy. terrible. You can't look like that playing for the Rangers. Like Avery would fucking let him have it if he was on his team. Shave the yeah, goatee, totally. man. Fuck, yeah, you're living cool. in the city, man. Come on, you're playing for the Rangers. Yeah, Get that goatee out of here. Grow it for the playoffs if you want. And then Ovi's got 34. I mean, Matthews is winning this, dude. I mean, you're still right up. And obviously, Matt Sundin and Daryl Sutter back in the day or whatever. Not Sutter. What was his name? Fuck Sittler. Sittler. Thank you. God, fuck. I'm an Ontario boy. Sittler and Wendell. All the, the Dougie. You know, but this guy is the purest goal scorer already for the Leafs. He'll break Loople. all the... Lupul. Um, yeah, Lupul. Fuck, he was a good... Yeah, fuck, he was a sniper. He yeah, was a sniper. It. He, he should have got forty one year. He was mixing. He kept him out of the kept, kept him out of all those art shows. Eh? If you could, if you could have cut him, cut him out for, um, cut, kept him out. Sorry of uh, EFS. <laughs> Travis, it's all on him. Loops was a great score, goal scorer for the Leafs. We were talking about Matthews the other night, and we both were talking about how good of a two hundred foot game he has. You know what I mean? Like the Leafs take a lot of heat for you know, the playoffs and this and that. It's not Matthews, man. Matthews plays hard. He comes back. He gets low. He digs pucks out. He plays a great 200-foot game. So anytime I'm hard on the Leafs, I'm not talking about Austin Matthews because his 200-foot game's good ups. No, I, let's talk about goaltending. Oh, no I mean, you, you, you win 10-7, and then the next night you, you get eight goals and you're still finding ways to lose games. You need goaltending. Like, love Jack Campbell. Great guy. Big fan of the pod. Yeah. You just got to have goaltending. In playoff time, you got to have depth. Yeah, like and you can't you, you can't just rely on two guys in the playoffs. We see it every year. Like, look at Tampa. They have John Cooper would tell you that he wins cups because of his third and fourth line, the chemistry they build, and then what they do against top players, so their top players can can play and 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 do what they do best. Score. They don't. You know, you can't you can't win with just 
you know, highly skilled one line team. You can't win. Yeah. Toronto, just every year, it's the same old story. I agree. And I love Subi Campbell too, Jack Campbell. And I've told you this when they got rid of Freddie, when they got rid of Freddie and like, you know, it's hard, it, it takes a special person to be a number one goalie in the Canadian market, like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. And I think sometimes in my opinion, that Soupy's a little hard on himself. Like you got to have a short memory, good or bad. If you're going to be a number one goalie, especially for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Matthews keep fucking fella. Another guy doing some fucking here. Uh, McCarr, 20 goals for a defenseman. Should we just give him the Norris right now up dog or just head? Yeah, gonna, I mean, 20 snipes. Might as well just give him the nickname, too, just from now on. He's nicknamed Norris. Norris, right? Kale Norris. 20 goals already at the, what, they played 57 games or something? 20 goals? I thought it took him a little bit. Of, I thought it took him longer than expected. Fuck, the guy I had 14 he, goals, I think, in 35 games. Yeah, they've played 57, um, yeah. Good, good for him, man. I, I love it. Good Western Leaguer, a guy that uh, basically has... You know, my last year, I remember him kind of coming in and being a, a guy everyone's talking about, the way he skated, the what, what he does with the puck. And now you're just seeing, like, you know, what the Colorado Avalanche have turned into. They're they're an absolute beast. And for him to be the best defenseman now in the league, to, like talked about day in, day night, night, doing things, you know, that, that players have really never done before. They, they don't shoot the puck like that. They don't walk the line like that. It's a new age player that we're excited to have in the league. And, and, uh, you know, congrats to him, 20. Why not go get 25 now? He's still got some time. 30, yeah. let's go. Yeah, well said. He's, he's changing the way the defensive position is going to be played. Up dog, I'm no, I know I'm the old crusty fucking defenseman here, stay-at-homer. The average in the league right now, they're averaging 6.1 goals a game. Now, it's been good for my first period overs. But if we need proof that scoring is maybe too easy now or we got to let these guys defend and cross-check a little bit more or whatever, make the game a little bit more physical and harder to get to the net, Schmoltz for the fucking Phoenix Coyotes had a seven-point game. And there's no disrespect to Nick Schmoltz. I think that's his name. Is that his name? Schmaltz, Schmaltzy. Nick, Schmaltz. Nick Schmoltz. Good, good, good guy. Good player. But seven-point game? Seven-point seven game? Seven-pointer. Come on. Fucking touchdown. What Come does he say when she sees you? Touchdown. I mean, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, and no disrespect to him, but like, I'm saying like, listen, I averaged about three goals a year, maybe a little bit less. I'm getting like five to 10, at least now in the league. I'm getting like eight, eight, nine goals this year, for sure. Just yeah, because. You don't put it in the shin pads. No, fuck, it's, it's fuck. a no brainer. I'm just getting Rebounds. up. I may just go stand in front of the net. Like no one's going to do anything. I get fucking maybe 15. Actually, now they think of it, tip a few in. Uh, we'd still be playing. Yeah. I'd still be out there mucking. Going hey, full up dog. Yeah. I mean, seven points. Seven points. Where the point fuck game? was the other team? Who'd they play? Yeah, what were they doing? I don't I know. I think they played fucking Buffalo. Was it the toilet bowl? Buffalo stinks. Check that out though. Cause I don't even know who they played either. Neither do I. Let me look. When was it? Saturday? Oh, they played Ottawa. Where the fuck was the other team? Ottawa Senators. Fuck, you got Where was your head? Their, their head was at the fucking Bottle Blonde. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, they deserve it, though. Listen, Ottawa, they deserve it. They deserve to go to Bottle Blonde, get drunk as skunks, and lose 8-5 in Phoenix. They've had to live in Ottawa all year. I agree. With no fans. Nothing. The rinks in Canada. If I'm the coach, I said, boys, go get as drunk as you possibly can at Bottle Blonde. Try to take down one of the staff members, you know, <laughs> or yeah, or them all. Just just go for it, boys. Just absolutely let the old town eight have it. Points, seven points, Uppy, and they only scored eight goals. So he was in on that many. Let me check here. How was that night for him after that? What do you think he did? Look at this. I had to write down to that one. Uh, where would I would have went to that other place? I would have went to Bottle Blonde and got the best table and went to just Buck Diddy in there. I know you would have. 
I mean, good for him. It's 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 not good for him. I'm just joking more about him. Up, you know, he's probably a great kid and uh, good for him getting seven points. But I've had this conversation with Cooley too, like. You know, oh, get rid of the cross checks. Oh, you know, you can't interfere. Oh, get careful, boys. And, and now it's just like, I don't know, Uppy, you know, you were a forward to score a goal. Seven eight. points? To score if a goal. Four, the, the best players in the league will get four a night. Yeah, exactly, you man. Seven. Like, don't you make gotta it. You got to still play. You, Ottawa, you got to still, like, keep the stick in your hand and, and actually, like, you know, protect the front of your net. Totally. You know how upset I'd be if I was the goalie on that team? Or just the, what do you even say as the coach to your guys? It's like. <laughs> you say you no. better. You say you better. I hope you had fun last night, boys. It better have been worth it because we just got blown out eight five at home in front of yeah. 117, yeah, 117 people here in Glendale. Yeah, it's more embarrassing to be a player than and then the coach in that sort of circumstance. You can't let a guy go go, go for seven points no. unless his last someone name is David someone someone jump him or something. Seven I agree. points. I agree. Let's bring back the old rules. I've had enough. Bring back the old rules. Um, the Lightning three goals in thirty two seconds is a franchise record against the Hawks. Um, but more importantly, our boy John Cooper got he got he got the old heave ho against the Pittsburgh Yo. Penguins. West McCauley, I thought it was fucking great. I text Coop after. Coop is our guest today. It's uh, the one we did in Nashville at Tin Roof. This is a little missing curfew, a uh, little tap in the shorts for him. I mean, I love Coop, but hey, Uppy, in all seriousness, I loved when my coaches got fired up and kicked out or got a 10. I, I think it's great, especially for a team that's won back-to-back cups to see their coach that still passionate. I loved it. Nice suit he had yeah. on, too. And McCauley, what's he doing? What do you got to say to Wes McCauley? I think he was just like, you know what? I'm going to kick this guy out. You know he what? The best coach in the league. I'm going to kick him out right now and see what see what happens. It's going to break the internet. It's going to go viral. Yeah. This is going to be great. No, Wes could get Wes could get grumpy at times. I told the Wes story earlier on the podcast. Well, he's a ref, of course. I said, what is your ref? fucking problem tonight, Wes? So I've been on the road for fucking two weeks. I'm tired. I'm fucking want to go home and I'm horny. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, you could take care of that on the road. He goes, I love my wife. I'd never do that. Obi. I'm like, okay, well, but anyways, point being Wes can get, he can get a little cranky and Coop, Coop had seen enough. Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, and well, and well put, like, you know, the, the players love to see that they love they I would love a guy that fucking speaks up when need be, you know, totally. and, uh, you know, it's nice to just have that in the back pocket. Like, it's like in baseball when you get the old fucking, you're out of you're here. You're out of here. John, I used to love it. John Gibson for the Jays. He got kicked out all the time. Big chewing. Just, you're out of here, Gibby. Ah, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, Torts used to get kicked out every two weeks in Tampa when I was there. It was great. Torts, if we were That's down. expensive. Yeah. All that is expensive, expensive. So, um, Coop, keep going, buddy. We're pulling free here at Missing Curfew. Max, I need my Coop shirt. I think you got it. I'm going to get that after we record here. Um, that was uh, Milestones, baby, brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. Updog, I just want to talk to you about NHL and TNT. They're doing such a great job. Eddie Olchuk, Jonesy, Panger, and then obviously Biz on the boys. Talk on the panel I love. Um, they're going to do two games a week now. They're doing Wednesdays and Sundays. I think it's great for the game. Uh, I know you love watching the games on TNT. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an, an incredible panel, and we were talking about that the other day at dinner. It's just not it's it's refreshing. Um, TNT now, they, they, you know, they got their feet wet. It's been let's just been fifty five games, one day a week. Now they're now it's playoff time. Hockey's going to ramp up. Playoffs around the corner. Let's get these guys vibing. Let's. Fuck, let's bring in a couple new guys to get the show fresh, whatever the case may be. It's just great for hockey, Obes, and it's great. Sunday afternoons, the like, you know, a good old bash of the New York Rangers, Boston Bruins down the stretch. Um, those are games people tune in for. Those are games that have eyeballs all, all over them, and it's nice that uh, 
it's nice that we get that insight. And I know you love everything that talk comes out and says, I love it. I love what biz brings to the show. Gretter. It's nice to have Gretz just still on <laughs> yeah. spit, spit knowledge. Um, I'm excited down the stretch. It's going to be an exciting time to watch some hockey. Yeah, I love their broadcast. Like I said, Eddie Olchuk and Jonesy, you know, Eddie's up in the up in the booth and Jonesy's between the boards. Just the chemistry they have, you know. And for these companies out there, like, get guys that know each other and guys that played with each other and that have chemistry because as a fan listening, it's so much better. And Jonesy and Eddie will have that. And you talk about talks. I love talks. I love talks because he's just... He doesn't sugarcoat anything on there. And he was talking about yeah. Colton Pranko last week. The, the, the Blues were playing. I can't remember who. but And they were talking about Colton Pranko being soft. And Talk said he was soft. And I think it was Anson Carter and maybe Greta that were sticking up for him. And, but anyways, I, I, I agree with Talkit. I, I love Colton Pranko. I, he's a Stanley Cup winner. If he had a little more bite in his game, and listen, you can't put that into people. I'm just saying if he had a little more Shea Weber in him, He'd have a Norris Trophy on his mantle and a Stanley Cup and maybe a few other things because his, his length, his ability to skate, if you put a little Shea Weber and Colton Pranko, I wouldn't want to play against him up, dog. Yeah, well said. I mean, you, you know you know D-man better than anybody and especially breaking down, you know, players in this league, you do it better than anyone. I just, I've known Pranko since he was a kid and he, you know, he came into his first training camp with glasses on, smiling, very polite to yeah, everybody. Yeah, it seems like a great And kid. I was kind of like, Fuck, if this kid just could be, if this kid could like get mad about something or not say like sorry or not just, you know, or want to beat the shit out of someone for blocking like his shot, for example. Like it's just, yeah, yeah to have all those tools, man, and to not like have the mean streak. But no one's like, you know what it's like to breed a Shea Weber? He needs to be born in the right fucking area of the world. He needs to have. Yeah, you know, no, right, it's exactly. The right amount of adversity growing up. He need to be fucking elbowed by his older brother or his old man at some point. Like, he need to, like, build these beasts. And, yeah. like, Pareko is just this gentle giant, and you can't yeah. change him. But he he will still be a very great defenseman. He's going to be well worth his money. He shoots the puck harder than anyone. It'd be nice if he hit the net all the time because those, you know, it's hard to stop the puck when, when it goes 120 miles an hour. No kidding. Um, and, and when you say, like, in practice – it's impossible to get around this guy. So I can't imagine being like on opposing teams trying to like day in, day out or a playoff round, playoff series, seven games, dealing with him, like just a couple extra cross checks or a couple extra, like give it to him in the corner or, or just beat someone up. Yeah. Like imagine, round. imagine he had, they brought the fear in that this, what is he? Six, five, six, four, six, one. He's bigger than that. No, he's yeah. six, 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 yeah. six. Well, imagine he wanted to drop him every now and then. I mean, yeah. Fuck. It, and you're, everything you said about his playing ability up, you're bang on. He's a great defender, right shot, moves well. I mean, they don't win the cup without him. I just, when I watch him play, and I love that Rick Talkett noticed it too, and I love talks. Imagine he played with a little fucking jam, a little fuck you. It'd be, uh, it'd be scary. But I know who they were playing last Wednesday. They were playing the New York Rangers in New York. And the reason I know is because your fucking two boys, Otter and Revo, were fucking chirping at each other. Two of the best. Otter was one of the best. <laughs> And Otter goes to him, and Revo is fucking takes the water volley. He looks at him, he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? And Otter goes, I'm not talking to you, buddy. You're a fucking fourth liner. And then Revo yelled what's back. What's your name again? What's your yeah, name? Yeah, he goes, what's your name? Turn around, I don't know your last name. And then fucking Revo said something like, fuck, you're looking old, Otter. But listen, man, it was, I, Uppy, I was loving it. I know Sean Avery loved it, too. Yeah, and that was my, that was basically our line the one year. Um, it was great. You know, getting to play with those guys, hearing the things that we, you know, we either laugh about on the bench or we yell about to other players. Um, you're right. Two of the best. Steve Ott was one of the best, and him still, you know, sitting on the bench, 
it adds, you, you talk about coaches like John, you know, John Cooper, having Steve Ott behind your bench gets your fucking team going. Having him be able to like look at another player and be like, fuck you. Now, you know, you don't chirp other yeah. players usually as assistant coach, but knowing that you got a guy that's bled for his team and played the way Steve Ott did is it makes you want to play for him. And he's been, he's been great with the younger players. Um, you know, the Jordan Cairo is getting to, you know, listen to a guy like Steve Ott day in, day out is just, it's huge. It's in, it's valuable. It's valuable. That can't be replaced. And, um, fuck Revo. Yeah, that's funny. It was, I don't know. Show time. I think Otter said something like, are you still on the fourth line Reeves or something? It was something that was just like typical Otter. It was great. It was great. Everyone loved it. It blew up on social media like that. Like everybody was fucking retweeting it or re-putting it up. I got Maxi to fire it up on ours. Like it was, it was great to see a guy that's a veteran and an old, older veteran that's coaching now chirp. It's I missed the chirps up. So, Absolutely, um, buddy. up dog. I got this down as just fucking flyers. You used to tell that story about coming over the bridge. You just yell flyers. Um, there was a video that they put out somebody on Twitter last week at their game and Uppy. I played a lot of games at Wells Fargo. I don't know if it's still called that or whatever it's called. And it was a tough, it was a tough building to go into. You know, you guys had good, tough teams, but the fans were on top of you. They were chirping you. It was crickets ups. I mean, the, the fans have had enough. My question to you is they've had all three centers out this year. Couture, Hazy's been out all year, and Tomer. Should we cut them some slack as a Flyers alumni or, or I don't know, Uppy. Like, it's tough to lose your three centers, you know? Yeah, this is a cycle, Obes. This is a, unfortunately a cycle that that happens to teams, you know, every 10, 15 years. And when I got a, when I got traded the Philadelphia Flyers from from Nashville in 2007, they were the last team in the league. Hitchcock had just got fired. John Stevens just took over. He had just coached the Philadelphia Phantoms to a Calder Cup. Um, the team had young stars like Jeff Carter, Mike Richards. Um, we had Yoni Pitkinen. We had Simone Gagne. And in the matter of one summer, we turned that whole team around. So the Philadelphia Flyers are, they're, they're hard on their teams. Yeah. They're hard on their, their, their Phillies. They're hard on their 76ers. They're definitely hard on the Eagles. So, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers need to get back to that family orientated, um, you know, bleed for your fucking teammate type mentality. And then the fans will, will be back on board. To hear the fans chirp the Philadelphia Flyers the other night, I'm not surprised. They, they, they don't win. They're not putting yeah. a good product on the ice. You're getting, you know what? They're getting pumped. It was actually your boy Hartnell that tweeted it out. And Hartsey, I, I, he read something like, wow, this is embarrassing. Or, or something as an ex-guy that, talk about a guy that got that barn going back in the day. Hartsey was one of the guys that got that place rocking. And for me, even to see it, I was like, wow. Like, I, I guess I'm just wondering if they're as bad as the record at 17, 28, and 10. Like, you take Couture to line up. We all know what Kevin Hayes has gone through this year with, with losing Jimmy and his injuries and yeah. say what you want about Nate Thompson, but he's a good fourth line faceoff guy that kills penalties. Like Ryan Ellis has been hurt. I, I, I think hockey's better when Philadelphia is good up. Yeah, um, I, I love the city. I give it a hard time because you know, I'm not buying real estate there tomorrow or anything, but I, I love the fans. I love how they have all their arenas and stadiums in one section of the city. Um, I don't know. We'll great see, sports but sports town, great but, sports but you're town. right. Those five guys you just mentioned, you can't win without those guys. Yeah, exactly. Those are character guys. Those are your leaders. Those are guys that 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 make the right play, knows know what to say day in, day out. Um, you know, it's just it's been a tough year, man. And this is when you're like, let's just turn turn out the lights. Dude, this is when you're let's in that dressing room and you're looking at the you're looking at the schedule. And and me and you are from the team on the same team. 
we've already talked to Billy Quinn about getting this house at the end of the season, and we're we're crossing off. Uh, you're literally cross. If you're in Philly, you're crossing off every game. Like, thank God, one less, one less. I will give a message though, Obi, to these younger players that are in that dressing room right now. If you think for one fucking minute that your job is safe next totally. year, you're on a team like this in a city like this that demands winning hockey. You do not have a safe spot in this league next year. There'll be guys coming in so fast to replace you. So. Just a note to self as a young kid when you're on a shitty team, fucking play every game like it matters because everyone's watching. The whole league watches. Well said. Flyers. That's a great story. Fucking flyers. Uh, our last little segment is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. It's called the old Mile High Beatdown. I've given out some Mile High Beatdowns in my day. I've oh, I'm I got sure you have with the four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, a couple noise complaints. Hey, keep her down, Ops. Listen up, dog. The Avs at home. I watch them play a lot. I love their broadcast with Kiefer and the boys. Um, Altitude hockey's great. You know, they remind me of the Shark Tank from our era where teams go in there and they play as good as they can and still lose. Or Joe Lewis back in the day. Um, it's a tough play to tough place to play. And, and shout out to the Calgary Flames. Up here. They just went in there and beat them 4-3 Saturday night. First time in, what would you say, 20 games? And yeah, it was the 20-game home record streak. Pretty gnarly, man. It's the Colorado Avalanche, Calgary Flames. How do you not like these two guys just coming out of the West? I mean, I hope that's the West final Beating there. each other up. Where are we going for that? We got to go to Denver and to Cowtown. We're go going to both if that's the Western Conference 100%. finals. Yeah, I mean, 100%. and Calgary, it's it's a statement when Daryl Sutter starts the backup goalie going into Denver, which only Daryl Sutter would fucking do. And then, you know, Darcy Kemper, you know, I've, I, I'm worried. I'm concerned. For a guy that's got cheddar on the abs to win, a guy that played there, a guy that's pulling for Landis Cog and McKinnon, Darcy Kempfer, I don't know. If you can go out and get Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline as a 1B, I don't know. I'm just saying Joe Sackick, do it. Uh, and I talk about Nathan McKinnon up, dog. The other night after the game against Arizona, bleeding, drops his gloves, fights the kid, fucking ragdolls him. Listen, you don't have to do it all the time, but when you do that as one of the best players in the league, that's why I love Nathan McKinnon ups. It's the Ryan Getzloff theory. It's the, the fucking theory. Joe Thornton theory. Jerome McGinley. All these guys, as your leaders, step up and do that, you know, different times of the season. Not all the time. Like, you're right. You don't need to go break your hand this time of the year. But what it does to your team, man, is it builds them up. It gets them all fired up. I mean, a lot of points are on the line. President's Trophy's on the line, too. I mean, they, they got a lot to play for. And this is their season. You're, you're absolutely right. Add a goalie, add a D-man, whatever the case may be, this team is ready to go, and, and this could be their year, fellas. Dude, yeah, it's so true. And I'll be, it's, it's so great. I'm so excited to break down the rest of the season with you. This is a great time of year to be a player. It's a great time to be a fucking podcast guy with you. 20 games left. I mean, we got our eight teams in the East. The West is still wide open. Playoff hockey. I can't wait for the next couple months, man. Next three months are going to be unbelievable. Updog, check your phone. I just sent you lock of the week. DraftKings, baby. Updog, 12-2. and two. Took the Panthers yep. over the Red Wings. I'm 10-4. and four. I took the Bruins over the Blue Jackets last week. We both won. Um, you got the sheet there, fella. Can you see who you like? I sure do. I sure so do. You, you know can't, crazy you can't take bet, the Panthers. I, I, I took the Minnesota Wild this weekend against the Dallas Stars, and Dallas fucking shit kicked them. That Robertson went back to back Hatties. So I'm 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 twelve and two in this. I take one bet this weekend, I lose. <laughs> All, All right. right, you can't take the Panthers. I can't take the Bruins. You go first. 
Ooh, here's one for you. Look at these. A couple fucking snoozers here. Kraken versus the Canadians. My boy, Marty St. Louis. Jack Adams. Give him the Jack Adams right now. I'm gonna I got say, mine. I got mine. I'm going to say the Lightning over the Oilers. Wow. It continues. Just because of our guest. Coop. What a guy. Coop. I was texting with Coop. Uh, I was texting with Coop last night during the peg. I said, you go over to Earl's? Got to get over Earl's for one. He said, no, no, the GM's here. We go, he loves the keg. I said, nice, keg's nice. He goes, you know what? I like the keg. They got Camus. He goes, Camus is my favorite. I said, me and Uppy, nice. that's our. And they got the mushroom Neptune there. Yeah. I said, we'll get you a nice ball of Camus when we come see you in the playoffs. So remind me, we got to get Coop a nice ball of Camus. Yeah, 100%. I'm okay. taking for my DraftKings Saturday Night Lock of the Week, the Carolina Hurricanes over the dreadful Philadelphia Flyers, which we were just talking about. So I got Carolina. Updogs got. Coop, um, Coop and the Lightning to go on to Edmonton. Poor Edmonton, man. They're so inconsistent. They're like the Edmonton Oilers are like my golf game. I'll be there, fucking inconsistent, man. They can't figure it out. Um, DraftKings top. What else we got? We got DraftKings top titty. Congrats to Fugo Bill with 165.6 points. I think that's how you say it. F U E G O Bill. How would you say that, Ups? Fugo. Fuego Bill. Fuego Bill. That means on fire, Bill. Bill's yeah. on fire. Fuego Bill. He was on fire. He had 165.6 points. He had Stammer. I had Stammer. Sorelli. Cool. Cool. Down, Bill. Kaprizov. Arvidsson. Fiala. Iafolo. Iafolo. Is that how you say it? Spurgeon. Your boy Klingberg. And Holtby was his winning squad. Wow. Holtby got a net there. Binger was 48th. Updog, 61. Not bad. Rick Nash. That was for Nasher. I was 77. Max Miller. Maxie, I feel like ever since you gave out your fucking... Uh, tricks of the trade. The tricks of the trade have been I, slipping. I feel like you, the hockey gods have punished you for kind of coming out, but it was my fault. I told them to. You got to start boozing again. <laughs> <laughs> You've been off the sauce for two weeks. I've been you off the get... sauce, off the road for two weeks, and, and my uh, DraftKings is slipping. So this week, Friday night, top titty. Ooh, Golden Knights at the Penguins. Good match. Wild Blue Jackets, Jets Islanders, and the Capitals and Canucks. So up dog. I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to go Pens. A lot of Pens probably. And then Canucks, man. Look out for the Canucks up either fucking right back in it. Are they coming back? They're coming They're back coming in. They're coming back, need up to. We need some more Canadian teams to get in this in the dance, baby. Got to get them back in. Um, yeah, like you just said, load up on the Penguins. They're an load offensive just weapon. Up. I mean, let's go. You know, Jari and Ned maybe, but it'll be tricky. We got John Cooper coming at you next. The Coop. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. The fella tour continues here on Broadway Street, up dog. Um, we just had our boy Toots on, and now we got two-time Stanley Cup champion John Cooper. <laughs> I feel Coop. like the music just got a little louder yeah. in this building right now. Thanks for taking time to come over, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, I'm an undercard compared to Toots, man. So this is uh, it was cool to see him. Yeah, what this is 
I, I'm glad I finally get to sit down and talk to you, but I was hoping the first time we would would be at the tree bar at Garza Ranch. But uh, I'll take this, <laughs> yeah. Coop. I'll take this, fellow. Because that's a good spot. I know you like that the, spot. The next time you do one of these should be at the tree bar during the bull rush. <laughs> yeah, yeah the bull rush is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I was at the revelry. An old Rusty brought me up yeah. to the Oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. your picture got up with Rusty. Yeah. He yeah. won the fucking thing. <laughs> hey, Rusty with this. Hey, listen, <laughs> when, you, when you're in the clubhouse getting a hat and you go take a piss. And that's exactly where it is. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, you leave your... Yeah. By the way, you're dropping your hand. I was still playing. I had some guns on me actually at yeah that time. you uh hey, you're, but, you're by lefty. the way i'll you're tell lefty. you why i'll tell you why we won that tournament is because rusty's handicap was like a 16 <laughs> <laughs> rusty's a gamer though he well that's what i mean but you, you know when you're 16 and you're a gamer i feel like if you played in the national hockey league you're not allowed to be over like a 12 it's like yeah. it's got to be a max handicap so rusty anyway rusty came I mean, in the cigars rusty brings he could play at whatever fucking hit i agree i agree he does he does he does bring a lot to the table <laughs> aside from golf yeah yeah because he brings his shank with him every once in a while yeah. his hook but no, <laughs> no rusty's the man i love that guy yeah. he's uh he's been so so nice to my family he's awesome yeah so coop you'll love this we go for that revelry tournament and i'm down at the tree bar and they're like tree bar's closed and I'm like, hey, listen, excuse me, sir. I'm not a member here, but I've been here for three days, and this bar doesn't fucking close. So I'm like, <laughs> the what, what? The fridge is always open. Yeah, I go, what happened? He goes, uh, there's been an altercation in the men's grill. And I'm like, this has Upshaw written all over it. <laughs> so I go up there, and I don't know. If you want the guy threw an orange at you or stuff. Oh, no, no, no. The guy threw. Um, you were there for that? Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, up, that uh, was the tournament. I was the second Because I came in like uh, probably a week after that. Yeah, you weren't there because on uh, hitting the 18th tee shot, you weren't, you weren't at the house. No. The, the, the lights were off. But um, no, one of the guys was up on standing on the bar, kind of dancing, and someone from the patio threw an orange through the window. Through it was the, the indoor big, outdoor yeah, the bar, window. and it hit him. And he, he turned around and saw kind of everyone just go like this. <laughs> and he hucked one right back, and it was melee. And I was talking to Chaser. I was not in this, but I was just talking to Chaser on the patio. And next thing you know, little scrummage. And everything kind of flooded to the dance floor, and it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Yeah. But no, I wasn't. I was just Holly, like the tree the bar next, close. The next morning, Holly, when we show up for our tea oh, time, Holly's cool. walking out with a little coffee and Bailey's out of the pro shop, this and he's like, great. "Hey, up dog, <laughs> heard you got a little tussle last night. You were tiptoeing out of there." He's, he's like, like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, way to do the fucking moonwalk <laughs> out there, up shawl. <laughs> oh, Holly is the best. I, oh, he's Holly's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. What comes out of his mouth is. Well, first of all, it's 99% right. Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah, has he's... the nuts to say it. But, oh, is he a funny man. It runs oh. in his family. <laughs> it runs in the family. I love spending time with him. We had Chris Pronger on after Pronger's jersey got retired, and he told me that like Halsey wouldn't even go for empty netters. I never knew that. Like, if it was an empty netter, yeah, he I would... brought that up because yeah. I was like, he'd isn't... score 55, 60 every year, and he'd have no empty netters. Yeah, isn't that true? Like his 86 goal year? Yeah, not one. That's crazy. I think uh, Gretz, when he had the 90, was it what, he had 92, and he had... Like 10 or 12, I yeah. think. Yeah. So how did you get hooked up at Gaza Ranch? Like, how many years have you been there? Because uh, it's a beautiful place. I wish I would have maybe... I'll, I'll, long story short, this one. So Tyler Johnson's from up yeah, there. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. having a, a charity game um, probably in, like, 2014. And he's like, hey, come up, coach. It was a bunch of... Just to raise money. So I went up there a couple days. I didn't go back. Because I'm like, no, like, whoa. I can go. My liver hurts. My liver hurts. show up for my own training yeah. camp. If I <laughs> exactly. Continue. So, no, but it was a ton of fun. So, anyway, in 2017, I'm, I'm going to blame Barrett Jackman. Do you ever play with Jax? I played against him. Battle against yeah. him all the time. Jax is the man. Yeah. So, he invites me. Now, I, obviously, Chaser was involved in yeah. the setup. Yeah. And he invites me as a guest to the bull rush. And so, I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Like, Jess, my wife, let's, let's go check it out. 
And Chaser's been raving about it forever. So uh, we went to the Bull Rush, and at the same time, there's a phenomenal uh, charity event, community cancer charity yep. event. It's like a mini Lake Tahoe. Oh, it is the best. And uh, so like, hey, will you play in that? So I play in that, and so I basically spent 12 days there, and you spent 12 days at Gazer. Yeah. You know, you're now, now you're, a, you're living a, now a, you're reevaluating yeah, you're like, your portfolio, <laughs> saying, how can I squeeze you're this like, in? Yeah. If I move, if I move, if I take everything and yeah, move much, it here yeah. to Gazer. How much margin loan can I basically you're put like, on this? I better win the cup again yeah, next year. We put a home equity loan in all our places. So, uh, yeah. so, you know what? And honestly, like the way things have turned out, we ended up buying there in uh, the, you know, because September's the time after the bull rush, people yeah. buy and stuff. So yeah. we bought and, oh my God, it was... Change your life. It did, because I couldn't, I wouldn't get in now. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Yeah, no well, not crazy. Fin- yeah. Not only financially, uh, Coop, but just some of the people that you get to meet I and talk c- to. Can't say enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's why, you know, we had the little funny story about the dust up. Yeah, The course. orange dust up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you <laughs> that guys. That doesn't happen at Gosser. No, 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 no. no, no like, that no, never happens. No. no, everybody's, like, from all walks of life, and they're all together, and nobody cares if... You know who you are. It's uh, it's the best. That's why people go there. And yeah. you know what else is great about Gazer is uh, the staff that are always there. Yeah. They're young kids from in and around the community, and they're they're the coolest, most like you know humbling guys. That you, and and they're there like the the pros at the, the golf course. You know the girls as bartenders. Yeah. Um, you know the the whole staff. So how's the pickleball game? So, I only go right now against my 11-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I got to start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, get a couple early Ws to start off. Get the confidence off. Hey, the start of the season. on my 11-year-old. The start of the season is important as yeah. the last That was out. That was out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, I've slowly gotten into it, though. It's a pretty cool sport. Yeah. The, the, I'll tell you, though. So, when we were in the bubble, that became the rave. You know, like, we're, we're in the bubble and we're in... Toronto and Edmonton. By the time we got to Edmonton, there were courts being like made in the concourse of the arena yeah. for everybody that was playing. It was out of hand, but it was also tragic. I mean, God, I, I'm going to forget names now, but God, Q wheeled out one of his staff members who. You know, <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, oh yeah, there's uh, guys in our gross school. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's bad. Cat blew his knee out yeah. and like poor. Uh, I don't want to. It was just Billy Zito. So. Billy Zito, Bill, don't, don't, don't hate me for this. Yarmo and and Bill, and they used to they'd go against uh, Darchie and, and Julian. And I'm telling you, it was phenomenal. I watched those guys play pickleball at the beginning of the bubble. By the time they got to the end, I was like, I'll never play these guys. Yeah, they were they're, unbelievable. They're going on but they had, I'll tell you, they had some wars, like unbelievable competition, and it was uh, it was impressive. They yeah. pickleballs uh, like the players would all play like. It was a great way to pass the time when you're in the bubble. Do you ever look back at that bubble? I know that's when you won your first one and be like, how the fuck did we really even do that? Or like, was it just <coughs> kind know, of what you were going to do because you had to do it? Kind you of know, it's, it, it's part of that. Uh, it's just part of adapting. Like, okay, this is a scenario. And, but for now, for us, we won. Okay, yeah. so you sit here and say 65 days in a hotel yeah. room. No family, no anything. Worth every that's, night when you win. But when you win, it's, you know, everybody says, um, it's, you know, like, that's the hardest cup to win. I'm like, it probably was, but, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, I, honestly, like, you feel, you know, like Dallas was there the whole time and didn't yeah. win. And yeah. it's just like, I feel for those guys. And, like, I know a lot of guys on that team. And it's, you wish, almost you wish we both just could have won <laughs> yeah, together, yeah, you know? Like, but it was, uh, but that that bubble, like, you just, it wasn't, like, we were in a nice hotel. Yeah. And, 
it was just you were confined like and that was the only part that got kind of tough is like you want to go for a walk somewhere well you're walking the hallways yeah you know what i mean but uh it was they treated you unbelievable like you know people I don't have a bad, like the league did an unreal job for what they had. Yeah. And uh, it was a great experience for me. And I, it was funny because I've never taken a diary or done, done anything like that in my life. And I wish I would have, but I did of that experience. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I would, you know, like, yeah, to go back and read about it is like, holy cow, I forgot that happened. Or I forgot that happened. Yeah. It was, uh, how about the, um, when I saw you this summer at Gauzer, um, the show on, uh, I think it's Amazon or something came out of the Road to the Cup. Oh yeah, and you were like, "Fuck, I haven't like I, ha- I haven't watched it." But I'm I, I, like, to know that that's there too. Like, how yeah. how cool are those moments now that like, you know, guys probably didn't have ten years ago, like a, a good film crew experiencing the struggles, the wins, the losses, and then putting it into this like epic to document your life of an event that, that will be forever yeah. remembered. So when we got married, I got married in two thousand five, and my wife was like, "No video." Like, all right, whatever. Save a little yeah. couple bucks here on the yeah. side. <laughs> She's like, how are you? Yeah. 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 I can save a buck or two here. Yeah. How, serious, how serious is she about this yeah. whole thing? Right so now? Like, maybe, yeah, maybe that, maybe I'm on the out. She doesn't yeah, want yeah. any doctors. She goes, no, I want us. I want it to live in our memory. Yeah. Well, we just had this rager of a wedding. Like, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But we don't have anything to, to remember by. And not that I, I, I'm, listen, it's all in my head. I love it. But to win a Stanley Cup and now and now yeah. two and to have it documented yeah, by yeah. like professionals yeah, and, and your young kids can go back and see like you oh know what gosh. that was like and even though they're so we watched together and yeah. that's that's why I hadn't seen it so we could get the family together yeah. and we watched episodes together and so it's kind of cool to first of all it's a little embarrassing when you watch yourself <laughs> but then you know your kids like. You know, one time my kid gets up and he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. He was like, yeah. he's actually genuinely fired up. Hey, yeah. Coop, that's why I never watched film on myself out there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that what I look like? Is that it? I don't that's look adding, like, how have I been on this league there. for this long? How do I look like that? <laughs> well, I, that's was, I just, we just got the story from how you're, you were really, you know, popular. What's that, Yankee Stadium? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, Tor- yeah. yeah Tor- your boy Nigel, I call him the goat of uh, video coaches. Yeah, I text him after story. you one, your other one. I'm like, Nigel, Brady's got nothing on you, buddy. Keep going, you're going to catch him here soon. Um, yeah, Tampa Red Sox, Torts, Torts, he's always all over me, but I love him. But they were playing the Red Sox with Torts yeah. and Mass guy. Me and Paul Ranger, we can't find our seats, eh? I got two big beers. And off, two, off day, spring training. Yeah, off day. I know we have practice in the morning, but, but yeah. Oh. Much. <laughs> and Coop, I got two, like, I'm not just a donkey. I got two of the biggest beers you can get. And two well, jumbo, you got big paws. You yeah. can handle your Two jumbo hot dogs. And Nigel and Torch at the game. And they spot us, right? Two Paul, up and back, up and back, up and back. So <laughs> Nigel video keeps it. So next day, and we got a game the next day, Coop. Pre-scout, Torch comes in. He's like, you know, boys, Shane O'Brien, right? You know, we gave up a first-rounder for him. He comes here. You know, I tell him he's got to get in shape and then be a better pro and start to mature and really... Fuck, it's really playing off, boys. Look at this. Nigel, roll the clip. <laughs> Boom, and there's me and the boys just fucking. I'm like, you the hot dogs two hot dogs, two beers. And I'm like, what? Why do I need this? I was minus two the night before or something. I'm like, I'm just trying to stay in the lead. Yeah, bro. it wasn't about Paul Ranger. It was about you. It was about yeah, Ranger's yeah. a sick player. Man. Oh, Paul yeah, Ranger yeah. Was a sick player. I, I never got to see him play, but everybody yeah. in Tampa raves about him. Yeah. What a baller he was. And it's crazy. Like, we just had Toots on and talked about everything he's come through. And Ranger's my roommate. You know, and I never could I never thought once that he was dealing with any kind of like, you know, mental stuff like that. And he's a quiet guy, but, and then he just had to step away from the game. Like, Tampa offered him a big ticket and he just said, no, I'm done. I'm not oh. playing. So it was there's, crazy. Yeah, there's, who was the, like, some guys do that. You gotta respect yeah. it too. Like, who's yeah. the running back in Detroit? Barry Sanders. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. right in his prime. Yeah. Best ever. And he even just that, walked away. Even that Aaron Donaldson is about shutting it down too. Yeah. I'm like, like dude, I don't know. It's crazy.
Coop, talk about um, Tampa Bay, like the tradition. So OB gets there after they win their first cup, and Vinny Cavalier, Marty St. Louis, setting a precedent for winning. Right now, do you feel like the city of Tampa Bay with the Bucks, with your guys, like it's just it's a it's a win. Like we're we're just winners. Like and that mentality around the city and with you guys, like. So I, I'm biased, yeah. uh, of course. But let's be honest. Before that pandemic hit, we were on like a 270 game sold out streak. Yeah. yeah. It was over like yeah. six years. Yeah. And, you know, that's a team like I was putting the fans through heartache, you know, winning a bunch of games, getting swept. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. <laughs> She's like, stick with us. Oh, I yeah, swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> you, thank God. Redo your tickets. I swear we're going to win next year. <laughs> that's hockey. But uh, it, it all stems from our owner. And he'll yeah. be embarrassed that I'm going to say this, but it all is, it starts with him and yeah. the way he hired people and he lets everybody do their job and nobody meddles. And you're, you kind of go to work being like, I don't want to let that guy down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the way it works. And, and it, it's just carried on. And, and the, the other sports, like I'll tell you the one year when we, we won the cup and the Rays went to game six of the world series yeah. and it was like crushing for those guys not to win. And then Tom comes in and, yeah. and leads them. And so, you know, it, it's we've kind of got a really good thing going down there, but um, you know, I can speak for the Lightning. It, it is a really, it's a hockey town, yeah. and uh, it's you know, you know, now that Tom's leaving, you know, I hope that maybe the Bucks, yeah, we'll yeah. See, you know, continue. Well, he we still looks so good. He should still play. He does. Hair, right? he I'm, I'm watching bad. that now. Have you been in the yet? arena right I know, now? Right? I'm like, yeah. look at his we hair. On text. We only got his hair. Like his hair's perfect. I'm like, <laughs> boys. I got a haircut by his uh, by his hairdresser. So JJ brought me to Baker's Bay yeah. last April, and of course JJ's like, I got to go get my hair haircut by it's by Tom's boy. He's been cutting Tom's hair for 20 years. I'm like, can I please get a haircut too? <laughs> and it was. Right? I'm like, just make it half decent, you know. I oh, we always comments how yeah. nice my hair looks. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm like, well, see, but no, I'm telling fold. you, he did something to it. I'm like, this guy's just a genius. That's, so, that's what he must only Tom's, take. He's got people. the secret sauce. You and I wouldn't be able to walk. No, in no. He's got the secret sauce. <laughs> we just say, give us the high and tight, eh? Give us the high <laughs> and tight. I can't even, I, <laughs> mine at least is having the uh, decency to go gray before it falls out. <laughs> what about Arians? You ever you ever talk to him? I talked to Arians the, when, right when he got hired. He came down, did the jersey and yeah. stuff like that. But then we never, yeah, we never really spoke that often. I, I actually, uh, Kevin Cash and I, are buddies and and. You know, we've done a few things. I run a charity, Coops Catch for Kids, and fishing tournament. Casher comes out all the time, so phenomenal guy. But Bruce, I'm not so much yet. Um, I, the, the reason I asked about that kind of that that inner caution with with another coach is Hitch always used to hang out with Madden. The uh, he's the Angels guy now, right? Yeah. But he was yeah, John, Madden. John Madden and Joe um, Madden. Joe Madden. He was. Joel Madden, yeah, my bad. It, it was, that was my guy in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, that was your guy, right? Uh, I used to, yeah, he Loves was unreal. Red wine, right? Unreal to me. I, I hear he's the, <laughs> the best. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so when we went to uh, Chicago, 20, our run to the cup, yep. and uh, so this was kind of a ballpark. You know, ballparks are getting us in trouble. So <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Stay away from the ballparks. It's in between or something, game uh, three and four. And so we won game three, so yeah. we're up two games, one in the finals. And we go to, uh, I was like, I called Joe, and I'm like, hey, He's managing the Cubs. Yeah. Brings us in now, like, the hitting practice and down in the locker room, meet all the guys. And then he puts me, I'm like, do not put me in seats that I will be on camera. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the only ask. He goes, no, Coop, I'll look after you. What does he do? <laughs> he doesn't have anybody around the dugout. And he's got Ryan Bellick, who's our team services yeah. guy, awesome guy. He's got he and I sitting right beside him. So he's right here doing this and tugging it here. 
<laughs> I'm right here. You might as well have just grab my beer. And so now the whole world knows, oh, there's oh. Coach Cooper at the baseball game. <laughs> you know, really looking, uh, really, you know, prepping for the uh, yeah. cup finals. Uh, playing a little guilty in the cup, cup finals. Oh, yeah, that's brutal. all good. It was um, fun, though. How about the day? So Shaddy's a good buddy of mine. We got to yeah, we, we get him. He's the best. He, we we get him in Newport now, and he's he's great for the young guys in Anaheim. Um, it was so special when he got the cup this summer. Yeah. You know, because throughout the you, shit, you guys didn't get the cup after you won the first. You know, know your what, first. I don't one. where he took it. He took it right. Oh, he <laughs> took it right to MSG. No, he took it to MSG. Right to MSG. Hey, Rangers. Hey, a little salt in the wound. Yeah, yeah, right. like, like, here you go, bud. Want to come see I it? I mean, it was a little it? bittersweet. He's a New Yorker. It was yeah, a big. It was yeah. his dream to play for the Rangers. But um, you know, that was a, that was just a big day uh, to get the cup. You got to bring it to Gauzer. You I and did. Johnny. How was it that? It was. Uh, first of all, about Chatty, the greatest teammate. Honestly, yeah. we needed guys like him. Yep. In our room. And he was uh, a big reason why we won. I, it was, you know, I understand why he left, it, you know, finances and all that stuff. But he, we owe that cup a lot of it to, to him and Maroon, like ton of guys that came in. Yeah. Anyway, um, coming to bring it to Gaza, so we couldn't bring it against the, across the border. So that was a big thing for me. Is I just wanted, you know, my my, uh, you know, my dad to see it. And he's getting older. He couldn't come across. Couldn't bring it. So I was like, well, guess we're bringing it to Gaza. And uh, so Tyler Johnson was up there. So. I was extremely fortunate. I got to have it, you know, for, for yeah, two days. days. We had like three days. We combined it, and what an experience! But the thing was, it was the guys that had won it that were up there. That you know, Ray Whitney was up there. Wait. Gretz was up there. Doug Waite was up there. You know, you know, Chaser was up there. So we had this group of guys. You know, Tyler Johnson, and so you don't understand when you're people want to drink out of the cup. Yeah, and <clears throat> you got to hold the thing. You know, only guys yeah. that wanted to hold it. I know, it. I know, right? Yeah. And so after two days, I'm telling you, I woke up the, the sec after the second day, and my hands and my your arms, thighs are bruised. Dude. And I'm like, am I getting arthritis? Like already? At the, like this? It was. Uh, oh, it's, oh, but it's. Uh, there's nothing like it, and and it, you, you almost wish everybody could win it. Yeah. yeah. Just to have yeah, that really experience. Do. Like even like Gretz, who you know has won it four times. He was like almost Does afraid still, to touch it. Yeah, right. Like, he still looks at it and, and, and understands awe. that it's oh almost my it's bigger than him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, Which that's is crazy, the, but it's the, the biggest. It's the biggest the, person. That was it was the running joke. Was yeah. you know, there's two trophies in the room. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gretz and and, yeah. and and one is above the other, and that was the cup. And yeah. he'd readily admit it. Yeah. Like he's it's. Uh, but it was a, it was a great experience. So my family and and we had some friends there, and but just. The people like Oz were so appreciative of bringing it there and getting to see it, and it was uh, that's 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 why if, you know you realize why you win it. That's why you win it yeah. is to share it. Four, and it oh. was the uh, it was the greatest experience. I went to Ryan O'Reilly, my boy, Fact Daddy. I love that uh, kid. Right? Yeah, he, had him at Worlds. Yeah, I, he's just I, I, Coop. When I walked into, I signed a one year deal. I took a pay cut to go to Denver. Came from Nashville. They were shit. I was like, kind of bummed going to camp, but a chip on my shoulder. Anyways, I met this Ryan O'Reilly. He walked into the room, and I'm like, there's something special about this kid, yeah. right? And then I saw, you know, went out for a couple of drinks with him. I was like, great, great guy. But anyways, he had the cup, and I went there. I'm like, I'm not going to touch it because I never won it. But he brought out a – I got him a bottle of Blue Label. And he put that blue label in the cup, and I was like, "Come here, fact daddy. I'm having, <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a sip of that." So, but it's when you see it. I mean, you've won it twice, but when you see it, those guys have, and you look at it, you're like, "Fuck, wow, there it oh. is." So there it is. It just a couple days ago, we had you know four days off, and two of our trainers had it. So on our, our, our one of our video guys produces our TV stuff had it. Our equipment guy had it. it was a day off, and our video guy had it in Michigan. 
I went to all three. Yeah. You know what? You get a chance to, to yeah. go with the... Uh, yeah, we had <laughs> my Coast Commodore. Cup. We had my Commodore on in Scottsdale, and when they wanted oh, Carolina, he went yeah. to twelve. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the North American stops, and then he's like, you know That's what? The only it. thing I regret is just not getting overseas. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm shocked he didn't. Yeah. He goes, yeah, shit. I just, I wish I would have went to Europe, boys. I got to be honest with you. I'm like, twelve's not bad, Commie. Twelve Stanley Cup parties is not bad, but uh, Coop, um, have you played in? Sorry, no, go have ahead, you go played ahead. in any of these stadium games? I, I got a Winter Classic, which is one of my best hockey moments. But um, you know, you're here in Nashville, and. Yeah, I have not. And uh, I did go to, I was coaching Detroit at the time, I was coaching a junior B team, and uh, Michigan, Michigan State were playing. So I went to that outdoor game. I'm going to date my, maybe 2001 it was. It was freezing cold. Yeah, yeah, Red Wings Leafs, right? Was that what no, it was? No, no, it was no, no. Michigan, oh, Michigan bad. State, the, bad, yeah. uh, the college okay. one. And yeah. it was... Uh, it was awesome. I remember Ryan Miller was playing goal for Michigan State. I think it was a boatload of like future NHLers that, that played in that game. So really my only experience at it. That's why I'm like really looking forward to, yeah, yeah. to, to this whole event. You're the perfect guy to ask because Updog loved his Winter Classic experience, Coop. And I said I don't even want any part in playing in it. And my part is it's hard enough to play in the NHL as is. And I'm a 5'6 D man. And if I play eight minutes that night sitting in the cold. So as a coach, are you going to? If you were playing in a Winter Classic and it was a cold, would you roll four lines in 6D for the boys? Or would you still <laughs> would you still match up if it was like minus, like in Minnesota this year for the boys? Would you still match up or be like, ah, well, come on, boys, get out there. Get out there and play. I don't, well, I, I always tell the boys, I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a touch early. Yeah, yeah. Right, you get a touch early, and then after right. that, you're on your own. Hey, I, I always say. Oh, like, that's I, good for a coach, Coop. You just give me a touch early. Like, I don't, yeah. I, but I don't dictate the ice time. No, I know. You do. I Players know. do. But at least, as long as you get me out there early. Oh, no. Like, I get hardly? Every- <laughs> I get everybody out there early. Hardly? Second TV timeout, I'm still not out there. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough. The legs are a little heavy. You're like, ah, come on. <laughs> but, plus, um, plus, especially, like, I'm sure there's going to be those. Well, like, um, you know, Pekka had the big night last yeah, night. Yeah, we were there. And those are, like, I remember when Vinny had his and, and Marty and those. Yeah. That's hard. I don't know. You know, I never played in the NHL. So you, you guys did. Like how you got to sit there and prep differently when you know there's a big long ceremony and there's, yeah. you know, that's got to be tough on guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you say that, yesterday they did a 6 p.m. Pecorini ceremony. Yossi came out as the captain in a suit, looking just as sharp as he is. Oh yeah, right. Good he could guy. go to the same hairdresser as you. Yeah, yeah I know. He's you know he is. Boys, I'm you talking. Tom Brady and Yossi. He's, right? he's got it all. He's he's a good looking cat. Um, but. He, he got up, gave a speech. All the team came out on the bench. And then I'm like, is Yossi playing? Like, this is... That's what I said. You know, so it started at 6. Game was at six, uh, 7.30. And sure enough, as they took down the stage and everyone left, they, who did they play last night? Well, Dallas. Dallas. Dallas came out and warmed up for six minutes, and there was no sign of the... And then all of a sudden, all the 35 Rene jerseys came out. Yeah. Boys are wearing their hats. And they got out at the 11 mark. And they started a little slow. I'm like, oh, yeah. I took Nashville. We should have taken Dallas, I think, here. Yeah, but, um, you know, so you say that. It was nice to see Yossi, like, go, you know what? I've warmed up for, let's say, 700 hockey games. I'm here for you tonight, Pex, and I'll still show up. You know, we'll win this one for you. He's so good. That was like, uh, it was, yeah. Sick. Speaking of jersey retirements, my rookie year was we're going into Joe with Anaheim and it's Stevie Y jersey retirement right so I'm like fuck Stevie Y I'm gonna go out on the bench here watch take it in hey? and Berkey comes in he's like nobody's watching that alright we came here for one reason two fucking points and I'm like alright well okay but, uh, but he was like Stevie yeah I was like it's Stevie but to your point like he's like focused in here yeah. Stevie Y yeah. is a legend but we're here to win a hockey game yeah. you know so um, Coop I gotta ask you about Corey Perry 
I've known Pears a long time. He, he went with the method, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> you yeah. got to give him credit for that. But how's – he got his fourth goal the other night. How's Pears been in the room for – he's just an old school guy. Okay, for, also I'll say the take yeah. that by his side, Hall of Famer. Corey Perry? Yeah. Yes, I think yeah, so, 100%. Is, they'll, put, 100%. they'll put gets in him at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And, and so I say this about Corey Perry, Hall of Famer on and off the ice yeah. and in the room. Yeah. Awesome. And so you talk about like Shattenkirk coming in. And then we lose him and, and Goudreau coming in. We lose, like, those type guys, uh, Coleman. And then now we've got Belmar coming in and we've got Perry coming in. Yeah. And they just, like, Julian's done a hell of a yeah, job finding is. these yeah. guys, like, what our fit is. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll tell you, though, Perry is, like, somebody asked me the other night, like, is there anything about Perry, you know, that like you didn't really know about? And I was like, well, first of all, I never got to see him because he's in the West. Yeah. But I, I didn't realize how damn, like, not only good, but how slippery Shift. and sneaky oh. around the, the worm, net he is. The worm. It, is the worm. it is unbelievable. <laughs> like, and nothing happens by accident with no, him. Yeah, fuck no. Half the time he's looking like, hey, what's going <laughs> oh, on? I, 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 <laughs> like, I know, right? It, it's worked since he was 17. <laughs> it, it is. But he... Come on, Paris. We don't get it. He is remarkable. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm telling you, like, for him... I don't know how old he is, and he's what played 15, 16 years. Yeah. He's got seventeen goals, yeah, I know. and like he's scoring he six on five, guys, yeah. big one. He didn't score in his first seventeen. I know. Games. I was like, ah, oh, maybe Paris, maybe Tampa's not the pace for you, but he's but found it out. He, uh, but you talk about glue guy, and and I remember we when we beat Dallas in the in the finals, and I, if I was going to circle their top three players in the finals, he was one of them. Yeah, I agree. You know, like yeah. he's, <laughs> and so uh, I, I see why teams win with him on it yeah yeah it's gotta be out. a nice feather in your cap too that veteran guys want to come play. i know you guys are two-time champs and you can slide in and you know they have another chance to win but as a coach it's gotta be a good it's not just the yeah, yeah, that's, that's the way no, I, like. I like to look at it that <laughs> way no, no, not the weather the taxes no, yeah. but, no but it has to do with the coach a little bit too don't you think i'm like if you're a veteran 100%. guy like i want to go and play for Coop, i, I got a, i got a story about about the coach but so the taxes I, do matter too yeah, Coop, I got one more story. Um, yeah. I'm sitting watching game. It was game uh, three. I think you guys were in. All right. You're in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And you guys were up a goal late. Patty Maroon, I think, scored to tie it. Uh, to tie it. I'm watching with Braden Shen. We're in Aspen. We're watching this game. Maroon and ties it with like five or six minutes left. And then did you go up a goal and then they tied it? It's, so anyway, my long story short, <laughs> we went to o- overtime. You went to overtime, overtime but you yeah. came in after them tying it up late. Yeah. And basically, um, you gave a speech that Luke Shen ended up telling Braden that basically you said, guys, this is this is our night. Like we're it's, you have this confidence that you when you're speaking, you're great with your words. Obviously, we're witnessing that yeah. firsthand right now. But your team, like from the guys that I know on your team, you just let them give them confidence through like these little fucking words and and it it, it goes a long way totally. there's no like head game with it it's like exactly. boys look at us we're yeah. the we're the best team here we're exactly. going to win the stanley cup let's go yeah, yeah. you, you have to yeah you have to have confidence in your guys yeah. the one thing was when patty got that goal because patty hadn't scored in i don't know how long and it, it was it's just it's given that guy the guys on the team the ability to free their mind and say yeah you know what he's fucking right yeah like, exactly let's just Let's just go and win it. Yeah. And we ended up didn't win it. You know, we didn't win it that night, but then the next night we did. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was, it's, it's not, it's, it's just, you gotta, I'm not sitting here saying I know all. I'm not sitting here saying I'm the best XO and guy or any of that stuff. 
my job is to keep everything on the rails and, and to try and bring the best out of each and every player, whatever their mood is. Because that guy just came in and got in a fight with his wife, and that guy exactly. just came in doesn't have a wife. Exactly. That guy, you know, and yeah. you have to corral all yeah, these personalities. Yeah. That's so what good. my job is. Yeah. That's what it is. And then give them, you know, that freedom to say, hey, it's okay if you screw up. I don't want you doing it again. <laughs> but if you, as long as you screw up, trying as hard as you can, yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. But, and, and our guys have... Our guys have grown through that. There's obviously a little bit more to it than that, but try and give those guys the mental freedom without, there's a you know, respect factor and there's accountability factor. Because yeah. if you do screw it up, like, then yeah. you're, yeah. we will, you know, then you come down. No, that's it. 100% true, though. Some coaches make it tougher. But, um, Coop, thank you, buddy. We know yeah. you're busy. We appreciate you coming hey, on, fella. First of all, I want to just say congratulations to you guys. Like, this is, <laughs> uh, this is awesome. I loved your pod with the, with the golfers. Now I got to, in my golf pools, now I got to take... Keegan Geeks, Bradley, I gotta take him. Steeler, Max Holma, Steeler, 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 Steeler's Holma. getting his game so around. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta take all those guys. But in commemoration of this, I never wear these shirt underneath here. But I gotta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this gonna be awkward? Oh, no. <laughs> he's this taking being, his clothes. He's the first guy to get naked. <laughs> is this on this is I thought I'd be the first guy to take his shirt off on the show, but I mean, you know, hold on. <laughs> it's either a Gauzer shirt first, uh, or it's a fellow shirt. Oh wow. Look at that. No way. Just to commemorate. Look at that. Someone take a pitch back. Take a picture of this. Holy. That is unbelievable. I thought we'd. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That is fucking NHL. National League right there. Coop, that's cool, man. You're a beauty. When you're struggling on the pod, you just think, okay, I got to. What's coach? Coach, what would he say to pump me up yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great shirt. Don't go for hot dogs. That <laughs> Great shirt. Make sure they don't steal it eh, on their way out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Coop. All right, boys. You're a beauty, buddy. Yeah, appreciate Up dog, that was awesome, eh, Coop? From the tin roof in Nashville. Morgan Cash with the six set up. Uh, we could have talked all day to Coop there. He didn't want to leave. Didn't want to leave. I know. They were pulling him out of there. They were pulling we were him out of there. Backs. Max producing that show. Max was getting the old like, hey, uh, you know, he's got to be back to get. The, we got the outdoor game. So, like you just said, a big shout out to Coop, one of our favorite guys in the league, one of the best coaches, back to back. And then you know to take off his tarp, he's oh. the first official guy to get Buck Diddy on our podcast. For him to, to make it. for him to make those T-shirts for us, he didn't have to do that. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I think we touched on it last week or previous about it, but. He was awesome. I got pinned with him at the tin roof. He's a great guy. We're pulling for him here. I put some money on Tampa ever since I've become buddies with Coop, and this isn't really going out. I've I got I got Colorado to win the cup, and now I got money on Tampa to win it. I like so. it, baby. Hard to go wrong there. Exactly. Back, back, back. Up dog, enjoy Aspen, buddy. I love breaking it down with you. Missed you in the studio, but you go up there, give Izzy a hug for me. Enjoy your time. I'll see you next week, buddy. I'm off to uh, I'm off to Pebble Beach, so Todd Pickup dialed me in. I'm, I got a good weekend ahead of me, so yeah. hit the slopes, Contact, fella. Baby. Let's go. That was missing curfew.